right. Hello and welcome everybody to, I guess you would say, the new first real Kanadi Experience podcast. How's everybody doing today? We're doing good, Troy. How are you? Doing fantastic. You know, before we get into our introductions here, I just want to say we've been sitting here for a few minutes and we've been chatting and I am so excited to like dive into this with you guys, just hearing you guys talk about what we just kind of went over. This is like some, I, I did, I guess I didn't know how in depth you guys are into this stuff and how knowledgeable you guys are. So I am just pumped to be here and listening to what you guys have to say. Uh, I want to start by just going around the table and doing some introductions, if you guys are okay with that. Absolutely. Why don't we start right over here to my left? So I'm uh, Nate Hilla. I work for Kanadi Land Management. Um, so I just I'm, the reason I'm here is I'm passionate about the outdoors. Um, got a lot of years of experience working with government programs, conservation programs, um, as well as hunting, um, land surveying, so on and so forth. So I just, I get a lot of knowledge. I love sharing with, with our customers at Kanadi. And I think through this podcast, hopefully we can, we can give you a way to help you out. That's great, Nate. I'm Joe Sunderman. Um, I'm here at Kanadi as well. Um, I do all the outdoor stuff, uh, Anything from the project implementation to meeting with farmers, I love equipment. So if there's equipment around, I'm looking at it. So I can talk equipment and shop for equipment and work with equipment all day long. So um, I'll help landowners with um, if they want be in butterfly habitat, food plots, trees planted, uh, just maintenance in their woods. We do a lot of buckthorn control. So um, kind of there just the outdoor anything outdoors is where i come into the picture that's great i love it yeah and i'm jake schlangen third owner of kanadi we're all owners at the table here um anybody that knows me knows i'm doing something that involves the outdoors all the time if i'm on the clock off the clock it's uh either a bow in my hand or in the tractor with with my son if i'm off the clock or doing something um super passionate about this space and uh just bringing that experience and what i love to do and trying to share it with other people fantastic so while we dive into this i want to kind of get like a feel for you know just give me a little brief summary of like how did this come about what is kanadi what's it stand for um just kind of go into it a little bit here with how all this came about well, it's a real great question. This has been, uh, this is Nate, this has been in my mind for 15 years. And uh, it just took the right group group of individuals sitting around this table to make the, the dream a reality. Um, you know, and, and over time, just thinking about how to, how to help landowners, you know, Kanadi is actually Cherokee legend for guardian of the hunt, um, using traditional skills and preserving and distributing game Um out there for for people he he was the legend that taught people to hunt to preserve and and preserve that outdoor heritage for future generations and it just fits right with what we're doing i mean throughout this podcast hopefully we'll figure out you know what we're all about um in each of our each of our buckets but it all leads back to being that guardian of the hunt uh whether you're a conservationist a hunter an absentee landowner um, a farmer you know, we'll get into that maybe in a little bit, but I think there's something for everybody at Kanadi, and um, just the name suited 
suited the the mission behind what we're trying to do yeah if you don't mind could you read that paragraph for everybody because when i heard that i don't know maybe it's just my weird style but it kind of just jacked me up hearing that yeah somebody i had uh i had uh a drink usually i'm more of a white claw kind of drinker but uh, i actually had a beer the other night with somebody and uh during that conversation he looked at me and he said that needs to be known that you got to tell that story and i think um, according to that Cherokee legend, Kanadi was the first man and guardian of the hunt, man or woman. Kanadi was known to impart traditional hunting skills and was responsible for preserving and distributing animals as wild game. In, in this legend, he worked to preserve the heritage of the outdoors so that future generations may appreciate its value. And that really speaks to what we're, what we're trying to do here at Kanadi Land Management. Yeah, to me, it, it sounds, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head with that one. It just fits so perfect. All right, I'd like to dive into a little bit more about what you guys are doing, what your goals are, and what it is you can do for everybody out there listening right now. Um, I want to start kind of going off with uh, like the conservation side of things. You guys are pretty into, I mean, not this isn't just food plots for hunters. This is, from what I just learned today, I mean, you guys are going so far and above and beyond what I thought you were doing. This is, I'm just, I'm excited to get more into it with you guys, but whoever wants to start, Jake, maybe you want to start with uh, your conservation side of things. Yeah. I mean, we're, we do everything from CRP plantings to, you know, woodland improvement to putting trails in, to putting food plots in, to buckthorn management to, I mean, if it's conservation improvements, we're in that space somewhere and a lot of what we're doing might start out in one aspect of that for a landowner but it'll build into additional things exactly so i mean with with my uh, experience and background getting into that a little bit more more uh, in depth you know i've got 20 years of experience working in this space in terms of being a lobbyist and working in st paul our, our capital here in minnesota and also in washington dc uh, for farm bill programs uh, not only that, Kanadi in our space right now, we're helping local government units. So that would be soil and water conservation districts, um, the Board of Water and Soil Resources here in the state of Minnesota, the Nature Conservancy, um, some some various land trusts, um, nonprofit agencies, um, Minnesota Deer Hunters Association. We're helping these organizations become better at what they're doing in terms of strategic planning, uh, facilitating their events, and then actually we're doing training and education for their staff. You know, with just our expertise with working with landowners, we've got decades of experience how to get to, to private landowners in this space. And the, whether it's a rural space or whether it's somebody that wants to put bee and butterfly habitat on their urban lot. I mean, we do everything from, from farmers, absentee landowners, and I mentioned this earlier, to, to the hunting space. Um, we're doing everything in there that can help landowners with programs and, and educating them. Mm-hmm. You know, and most recently, we've been working with soil and water conservation districts and others across the state of Minnesota to provide outreach services. So meeting with landowners and doing one-on-one um, and one-on-one meetings with people to talk about their goals and their needs. And it's your project. It's your plan. You know, we're out here. We've got a lot of expertise in this field. But the goal with that conservation planning and education is to, to work with you. And maybe at this time, you know, Joe, maybe talk a little bit about some of the one-on-one outreach in terms of the, you know, we talked a little bit about 
ag production and and uh, agricultural producers. Maybe talk a little bit in that space about what you're doing out there. Yeah, Nate, that's uh, a good point. We we meet with farmers. We help. You know, people ask, "What do you do in the winter time? What do you do in some of your downtime?" We go out and we meet with the farmers. We I, I grew up as a farm kid, so I can talk farming yet with farmers. And uh, we go out and we educate them on some of the programs that are out there. They're, they're not always in the know of all the programs that they are maybe trying to farm a lowland that floods out often. So we, we reach out to them and we let them know that there is other things out there that, you know, they may qualify for and uh, we can help them help them get through the process. Um, another area that we didn't talk about is like uh, small scale stuff we do. So there's programs that can help just individual homeowners put in, they, they might be mowing two acres of lawn and they just want to, they're sick of mowing all the lawn. There's programs that can help them transform that into native pollinator plots. So we, we can help design them, we can help find funding if there's any out there. Certain areas there are, certain areas there aren't. That's where we really come into play that we'll as much as put the application in for them. We, we submitted some just last week on trying to help them with uh, a backyard uh, pollinator plot. It's only a quarter acre, but it's something. So we really connect the landowners to help them get to some of the programs that they're maybe not aware of. So um, right now um, we talk about EQIP a lot. In EQIP, there's 127 different programs available. I don't even know them all, but we look at the farms, we look at the houses, and we we look at where the areas are that maybe they could use some help, and then we research it. We find we, we look if there's anything available for the people. So yeah, I think uh, you know, I think it gets like almost overwhelming really quick, and that's we'll dive deeper into these as we do more podcasts. But I think the main message here is on the conservation side. If you have land if you're an agency if you need help anywhere in conservation we can help you identify those things and our message or our way of doing that is is we're about whatever product you want correct and trying to find the best product and the best way to get it there you know if you have a a hunting property and you want to grow big bucks and that is your main objective will help you with that objective. If you have a hunting property and your main objective is you have six family members that want to see deer and shoot more deer and have uh, more of a group atmosphere with it, we can help you with that because everybody has, has a little bit different goal in what it is. And how I want to set up my property is probably going to be different on how we go talk to the next guy and set up their property. And uh, all of us agree that there's too much in this space of pounding their own agenda into your property, you know, um, and we don't believe that. We believe the best plan, the best implementation of what we can do for you or you, we can help you do is what you want and to meet your goals. And we, we look at it. We look at each property holistically. So you'd be surprised the meetings that Joe's having and what Jake just said, you know, we're working with landowners with their goals. You know, we're getting to know them. It's about relationship. And at Kanadi, you know, that's not a one and done. You know, it's not, hey, I'll call Kanadi, I'll get some buckthorn treatment, or I'll talk to Nate about a conservation program or get a habitat plan. And then the conversation is over. That's not the case. 
Um, at Kanadi, the customer service is second to none, and that's something we pride ourselves in is going back and helping landowners. But you'd be surprised, you guys, about um, just to the listeners out there, you'd be surprised how many egg producers that are out there in the, the common misconception that, hey, yeah, we're in production. Of course they're in production. That's how they make a living. But what, as Joe mentioned, what about that low-lying area that's, that floods out or that piece of low uh, ground or that that hill that's, you know, the coarse textured soils and sand and gravel that they can't produce a crop on without irrigation. Those are the areas you'd be surprised how many people, farmers are interested in saying, hey, yeah, I put that in CRP or I'll do that because I have a kid, a grandkid, a daughter, um, somebody that hunts and somebody that, you know, that they want to have that safe space for them for the future. So it's not just hunting and it's not just egg. And as Jake mentioned, and Joe talked about, it's about helping landowners with their goals. It's helping them achieve their goals through the conservation programs that are out there. And as Joe mentioned, there's 127 equip practices that are out there. Your job as a landowner while listening to this is not to weed through those 7,000 programs that are out there. It's to have Kanadi assist you with developing a prescriptive conservation plan for your land. And at the end of the day, we'll get into real estate in a little bit, I think, here. At the end of the day, it's only increasing the value of your land. It's helping achieve clean water results, you know, because in 20 years, we're going to be talking about clean drinking water, both from the ground and from surface water, which we're doing already through through a lot of the things that are out there right now. But this thing, everything's everything works together. And it starts with the planning. It starts with that plan. Yeah, and I think that's where, where we're unique, too, because, you know, we can go in there and, a, and if a program doesn't make sense for you, it doesn't make sense for you, but you're educating yourself with an experience with us. You're educating yourself on what your options are, and then we can help you sort through those options and develop the best plan, you know, and that kind of goes into the next part of our business. Um, after that plan's done, we can do the implementation, you know, we either have the equipment or work with the contractors that have the equipment, you know, and Joe's, Joe's kind of our lead on, on that implementation side. I mean, there's a lot we can do. So just, just to kind of break this down a little bit, what I'm understanding here is like you guys can do the smallest of small things for people on their land. You can help them with whatever it may be, if it's a new bee habitat or, I mean, just about anything, all the way up to like big scale projects for putting a, right. what, putting a pond in or, yeah, I mean, heavy equipment type stuff. You know, I always say too, before Joe, you, I'm going to let you go on this topic, but the one thing I want to mention is just the messaging that's out there about who Kanadi is. A lot of people ask, you know, well, what do you do? You know, I had a conversation with a guy this weekend for 15 minutes, and he's like, I had no idea. And I think it goes beyond. It's We're essentially a general contractor on that side of the, of the equation with project implementation. If there's something that you have to do on your land, it's just like generaling a house. You know, generally contracting a house where you need a plumber, and I need a, an electrician, and I need this. We can put together that full package for you. That's a great way uh, to describe it. So we work with um, different excavating companies. So if we need a pond dug, we have somebody that we can call. We, we, I've developed relationships with different contractors, and but we also do a lot of that ourselves, um, from skid loaders to tractors. We have all that. We enjoy getting out there. We do it, um, like you say, from small scale, if it's something in your backyard where it's a quarter acre or less, to hundreds to thousands of acres of seeding, we have the equipment that we can do it. Um, 
we do spraying, we do it, it, our implementation, pretty much anything you can imagine outdoors, we're doing it. Um, you know, when we get into the buckthorn, people ask, or will hear that we have goats, we're using goats for it. And they're like, really? You guys? Yes. So we use three different practices when we're controlling buckthorn. We either hand cut it, um, our goats will be out there. Or we have forestry mulchers that are out there doing it. Which one works the best? I'm real curious because I've dealt with a lot of buckthorn and I hate that stuff. Yeah. So every situation is different. Goats work great if it's under an inch. If it's over an inch and tall, they can't get to the leaves. They're, so we so, we look at it as we kind of we'll combine all three practices on a lot of the projects because we'll take some land that if you go in with a forestry mulcher you kill so many non-select species. You'll, you'll, mm -hmm. Everything yep. in your way is gone. So you open up the woods. Well, a lot of people that hunt don't want their, they don't want to see right through their woods. Um, so we'll use goats and hand cutting. Goats will take down a lot of the young understory that's there. So they're not necessarily selective either, mm -hmm. but they work great for areas that are, are just you, maybe a real steep hillside where we can't get some equipment in. Hand cutting, same thing. Hand cutting is probably your most selective way because as we walk through the woods, we're hand cutting it. Um, it's so, like I say, that's that's all different practices that we use, and we just find the best one for the property, and may, we might use all three on one property. So I, I might be sidetracking a little bit, but I'm I'm just real interested with this goat <laughs> stuff. When the goats are in there doing this, and they're taking down that buckthorn, are they just? Are, I mean, are they? taking it down to the ground you know it depends on the size it really does um because if you leave that root in there doesn't it just right well, back up yes it does um but you're trying to stress the plant if you stress it long enough it's going to die buckthorn whenever you look at it it's not a one year a one and done if right you, mm -hmm. if you look at it like that you're going to fail yep and that's what we explain to people right away is you have to you have to put it in your mind that it's a three to five year process so, like I say, that's that's the steps we help with. We can talk it through. Sometimes we come in year one is hand cutting and forestry mulching, and then when you get the regrowth, um, that's when the goats come in. So it, it's it really is more of a we like to write an action plan. It's not just a one. You know, as Nate said, we develop a relationship. It's not just one time you'll see us. You'll mm -hmm. see us for multiple years, and hopefully we become friends and, and we know the goals. That's one of the first things I ask people is, what are your goals? Because as Jake said, we all have our individual goals, but we look at what the property owner's goals are. If they want it to be opened up in an oak savanna, well, then we know we have to bring in the forestry mulcher. That's, so, that's part of the Kanadi experience is just building that relationship with folks, you know, and you talked about buckthorn, Joe, but what about our seeding? You know, what talk a little bit about CRP and the food plot stuff that you've been doing, including our blends that are out there. I mean, maybe touch on that a little bit because yep. most people are like, you guys plant food plots. That's what you do, you know, and that's not all we do. So maybe get into that a little bit. Yeah, so we have no-till drills. We're seeding um, pretty much from spring to fall. We'll, we'll do anything from cover crops to uh as Nate said, CRP seedings, there's a lot of different mixtures out there. We can help you pick. Again, there's there's basic ones that, that basically just qualify you for the program, but there's also a lot better ones. If you want to see more flowers, we always talk with the landowner and get what their goals are behind it. Um, 
the CRP seedings, yeah, they run all summer long. The, the, the cover crops, they come in midsummer. In the fall, we do another uh, run of, of CRP seeding. So again, food plots, we work with landowners that want to be organic. They don't want any chemicals on their land. So the no-till drills are a good way to get it in without turning the soil over and getting all the seeds back into the seed bed. Um, so we yeah. work with non-organic guys too on yes. the food plot. Yep. Yep. Non-organic. Yep. I mean, like I say, I, I'm a licensed, uh, commercial, uh, custom applicator for, for chemicals. So we do, we do all ends of it again, but it goes back to what their goals are and how they want to do it. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of aspects there. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, all the way from the plot project implementation into, you know, kind of the next thing we can do for you too is, you know, Nate's a licensed real estate agent as well. So, you know, one, if you want to, it's that property is not suiting you anymore. You know, hopefully we've made enough improvements to it that it's more marketable now and, and we can turn that over to Nate and Nate can get you top dollar for it. Or, you know, you're looking for your first piece of land or you're looking to, you know, do sell this one in 1031, exchange it into the next one. Um, you know, so Nate could talk about that aspect too, of what we're doing. Yeah. So that's a piece, you know, of our, of our pie, you know, if you go on our website, you can take a look at the Kanadi experience that Joe referred to, um, that we referred to at the beginning of this podcast. And it shows you a diagram and a circle of, of one of those, of, of what we can offer. You know, we're getting a little bit more into depth and hopefully in future podcasts, but real estate is a cog on that wheel. You know, it's a piece of the puzzle that puts it all together. And as Jake mentioned, whether you're looking for your first piece and it all, and it doesn't matter, you're talking with landowners, you know, and, and working with people that are interested in purchasing land, it might be the, the right 10 acres. Well, it I, might be the right five acres. I mean, it could be where you want to put up a small sustainable home and you want to know where there's programs out there. It could be somebody that wants 300 acres of contiguous hunting property in, a, in an area that has traditionally larger deer populations. I mean, it just depends on your goals. I work with clients that'll take and buy property and make those improvements and look to get, you know, an, a return on that investment. You know, per, first of all, it's what they love to do. You know, in a Kanadi, we help them just by helping them with programs. We help them, Joe helps them with some of the food plot work. Um, whether they want to do it themselves or they just need general advice. I mean, that's where the Kanadi experience really comes in. And it it doesn't just tie into real estate and a one-and-done deal, you know, as we've always talked about here throughout the podcast, is it's a relationship-building piece. You know, and whether you want to market your property, we have drones, we've got, you know, the equipment to do some of the work. We've, we can stage the property. Much like you'd stage your house, you think, well, I want that couch or that chair over there to make the house look beautiful. You're staging the property, but essentially what you're doing is you're making it a wildlife paradise well, that meets your goals. And then we, then if that's something you want to move on to the next piece, then that's what we do. We, we list and then we look for another piece. Well, and I think there's such a value add for Nate with no extra expense. It's going to be Correct. the same commission structure you're going to pay any XYZ realtor out there. Um, or if you're buying, you're not paying at all to have Nate represent you. But now you're getting a different aspect on it. Like you might have thought, my budget is forty thousand, or you know, X amount. I'm going to be able to afford forty acres. Well, Nate comes and says, "Well, your budget's X amount, but I found eighty acres because on that eighty acres there's income, and then there's we can layer this program on it too. There might be an easement, uh, you know, a, a you know a chance for an easement. There might be different things. So now all of a sudden, you went from getting 
a 40 acre property for what you thought you could afford. And Nate all of a sudden found you an 80 acre one that's going to cost you the same amount of money or vice versa. You're going to put your 80 acres on the market and Nate comes out and he's like, well, you know, there, this, there's this opportunity on this thing. Well, now all of a sudden the person that can afford that 80 acres are interested in it. That pool goes up as well. Correct. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of agents have no clue on those things going out and there's no extra expense to the con- consumer or the or the client to do that i get calls from other real estate agents saying you know canadi what's out there and uh you know we have all that knowledge internally about what's available and i like to look at land in terms of an investment um like anything else you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket you want to diversify your portfolio and it's no different than with land you know you're just looking at hey like Joe talked about earlier, he talked about the egg producer that's got this low land that's, you know, drowns out. Well, that's an, to me, that's an opportunity rather, you know, rather than a problem because now you put it in a program that gets you an income from it. And now you're on the plus side of the, of the equation when it comes to your economic return on investment and this, whether it's a piece of hunting property and maybe you take that piece of hunting property and rent out that farmland you know, to a neighboring producer because it's good egg land that should be farmed. Maybe they leave you a couple acres of food plot at the end of the day. But the point is, is that you have to diversify what you're doing. And as Jake mentioned, we have all that knowledge internally to help landowners um, identify those areas for that return on investment. Because at the end of the day, if you find out now I can afford 80 instead of 40, you know, there've been very few people that have been disappointed with purchasing land at the end of the day and then having that land pay for itself. You know, when you talk to all these clients of mine, that's what they say is they, what's out there. And they're surprised to know with the Kanadi experience, what's available and what's, what's at their disposal. See, I just love listening to this right now because you guys keep opening my eyes to a bunch of new things. Like you guys are diving so deep into this. I just, this is cool stuff. Everybody at this table has a hard time not diving in too deep when they do something (laughs) (laughs) well it's a good and a bad thing right now but uh so i'm just i'm curious and not to sidetrack but like okay for somebody who's looking to you know kind of do something with their property they don't know what they want to do but they know they want to change what do you guys offer like will you how far of a traveling distance do you go like yeah i think the the first thing is pick up the phone and call us, have a conversation. We can identify a lot of the things over the phone. Um, and then we can take step two, you know, step two is maybe could be a management plan, could be meeting at your, at your property. It's kind of what your goals are and and where you're at with it. Um, I I mean, we have a free consultation on our website. If you fill that out, we offer free consultations to say, Hey, I'm, I'm Jake. I'm interested in, in your services at Kanadi you know, through that brief conversation with you, like Jake said, we can find out what your goals are and then put together a package of what makes sense. You know, sometimes I get phone calls saying, hey, I, I want to get uh, a habitat plan. Well, at the end of the day, what I find out is they've already got the habitat plan in place, but they may need help with trees or they may need help. You know, we're also a tree vendor. So we sell sell trees and we plant trees. So they may need help planting trees. Well, I don't want to do that. I don't have any of that equipment to do that work. Well, then insert Joe and his team. So it just depends during that free consultation, identifying what's best for the landowner. You know, I always urge landowners to start with a plan because that plan then guides them throughout. 
if it's a really it's if it's a landowner who's in the know, they've already got that plan in place, and then it just comes time to implement that plan. Yeah, and that, and, and that can be a whole another subject, the management plan, because that it can be it can be dealing with one party as a landowner, or a lot of times it can be like a family land, and it's hard for anybody to come to grips because everybody's got a little different opinion, and then we're able to help help make a plan that works for everybody. And then they have a plan of action and they're not fighting each other too. Right. Um, yeah. yep. And as far as range goes, Troy, so I talked to a guy last week in Tennessee. He was looking for a piece of equipment that we sell or, and uh, some gear, some cameras and stuff. And uh, we talked for 45 minutes on, and it goes back to the free consultation. Give us a call, whether it's real estate, you're going to talk to Nate, if it's equipment or getting the project done. Some people get these plans and they have no idea what's the first step. Yeah. I can help with coming up with an action plan, like when you time it, when you do it. And we offer that we, from our seed sales to yeah. our equipment sales. This guy was looking at a cedar and he was debating between a Great Plains cedar and a Genesis cedar. And we have them both. We, I've, I've been around equipment enough, I can talk it through. And in the end, he was, he was like, that's a very good point. You know, right now, some inventory is tough to get on some of the equipment. So he's keeping his eyes open. We're keeping our eyes open. If we see something that comes up, we're going to help him out. So our equipment goes all over the country. Our, our, our knowledge or just talking with people, we'll talk to anybody. Yeah, the sky's the limit. Huh? Yeah, and that's yeah. a whole other wheel of what we do that we never even brought up. You know, we do food plot equipment sales. We do, you know, hard, soft-sided blind sales. We do tree yep. stand sales camera sales, food plot seed. Um, and that can be as, as much as buying a blind from us, or it can be as much as you want to buy four or five blinds from us or one blind. We'll come set it up. We can brush mow your lanes out. It can be walk away and all you got to do is walk in it. So, you know, we offer setting the cameras up. I, I set a property up last year, had poor cell phone service and, uh, the, the landowner was two and a half hours away from the property. At the property, I, I couldn't get reception. So I would set him up. I would drive down the road. He'd text me that he was getting his pictures. We work with the landowners like that. Just, you know, he didn't have the time to do it. He wanted to get these cell-linked cameras in. So we were out there doing a different project anyway. So I hung him up for him. So, and it, it, you know, you talk about range that Joe alluded to. You know, we'd sell equipment all over the country, but we're primarily set up in the Midwest to help people. I mean, we travel anywhere, really. We've got mobile equipment. We can do that. And I think when you meet somebody, I do a lot of presentations on customer service and working with landowners across the Midwest. So I've done that in a previous life and this current life. And I enjoy that. I love meeting people. I love meeting people, new people. And but part of the message is when you're working with a rural landowner, you got 30 seconds to a minute to make a difference because that first impression goes a long way. And what you're going to find with the Kanadi experience is when you meet us for the first 30 seconds to a minute, you're going to find out that we're in this business, not just to, to make a living, but we actually care. Joe talked about going down to Tennessee. I don't care if it's Tennessee, Missouri, Wisconsin, even Iowa. <laughs> I don't care where it's at. We're, we do care about clean water. We care about our customers. And one of the most satisfying um, things for me personally is what Jake talked about if I, if I never shot another deer, that'd be okay with me. But seeing kids of clients of ours, grandkids and kids going out and shooting animals and then getting a text from somebody saying, here's where we're at, 
That to me means something. And that legacy piece that ties this whole Kanadi experience together, that legacy piece is what we're shooting for. Whether you create that legacy and then you need another piece to create another legacy, but after we're gone and out of this world, what do we leave behind? You can have money, you can have all these things, but it's that piece that you leave behind that you were a steward of the land, that you were a conservationist, that you were a hunter that made sense, and uh, that 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 is something that we shoot for is that legacy piece. We help you build your legacy. And I think to me, when Nate was saying that, that's brought up a couple of things because, you know, all of us grew up in rural environment, you know, me and Joe on family farms. And, uh, you know, there's, there's accumulation in wealth in your life and there's accumulation in things that can be more important than, than Stuff the dollar you can't amount. put a price on. And, yeah. and, to me, like, you know, that family land, that legacy, that things you're, you're, you're leaving on. And that brought to my mind when you were saying that about the farmers and you got 30 to 60 seconds. Well, I get that because that piece of farm that has been in their land for three generations, four generations, that's the most important thing yeah. to them, to their family. You know, they don't want to be the one that screws up that family farm. And, you know, for, for a lot of us and the people we're working with, these pieces of land that we're working on and working with mean a lot to us, you know, because, you know, they are our outlet from everyday life where we can go, where we can connect with our families, get away from electronics, get away from all that stuff in life too. And I think that comes back to the legacy we're trying to build for our clients, for ourselves, just to have a better lifestyle, you know, and, and connect with family and friends more. The Kanadi experience you guys is a way of life. It's a it's a lifestyle. It's choosing to to those activities Jake just mentioned rather than those other activities that maybe don't add as much value. And at the end of the day, it's the legacy piece that we leave behind when we're gone. No, that's fantastic. You guys, I love everything you guys are about. I love what you're doing. This is great information. I think this has been pretty informational. Well, I mean, we dove in pretty deep with some stuff, but uh this has been just a fun podcast. I love the information, and I just want everyone to know who's listening to this, you know, before the show started and just chatting with these guys a little bit, hearing from each of you and, like, hearing the passion and how much drive you guys have in each of you for doing this stuff. Joe, I mean, I'm still, like, I can't even imagine you uh, You want to sit in a tractor more than a deer stand. Love it. I yeah, can't comprehend it. that. But I, like, I like deer hunting. <laughs> to each their yeah, own. Yeah. And, but and watch, comes, watch out. Joe's, Joe's easy to love, so you can't walk away from him. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. correct. <laughs> but, I mean, when a man says something like that, you know that guy's going to take care of your property for you. But I want to thank you guys for your time today. This was fantastic. Love the information. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. I hope uh, we get to do a lot more of these because I think there's so much information out there and there's so much more you guys have out there to share with everybody. This is going to be a great thing. Sounds good. Well, thanks, thanks for having us, Troy. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thanks for listening.